Hello, I'm Bruce Edwards, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Climate change has been at the forefront of discussions within the development community recently as world leaders prepare to present their plans to reduce carbon emissions at the United Nations Summit on Climate Change to be held in Paris in December. There are many, many different positive impacts of addressing climate change, and that's why countries, that's why I have confidence that countries are actually going to do this, because it is in their self-interest. Christiana Figueres heads the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. My colleague Gita Bat met up with Figueres in Lima, Peru, after she took part in a seminar on climate change during the IMF World Bank annual meetings. Why are you convinced the climate change issue is a problem? Um, Doesn't, for example, ending poverty have to take priority? And doesn't this mean keeping energy affordable? Well, ending poverty and climate change are actually one and the same. Uh, Because if we do not address climate change and do so in a timely fashion, there's no way that we would ever be able to end poverty because in particular developing countries and the poorest among those would be confronted with constant and repeated devastating impacts from climate change that would just wipe out their infrastructure, would wipe out all all development that they have been able to attain over the past 15 to 20 years. So the only way to address poverty is actually to address it through the opportunities afforded by climate change. And we have, you know, time and time again, we've seen evidence of how addressing climate change, how in investing into renewable energy, energy efficiency, better land use actually creates jobs um, and brings energy access to those who haven't had it. So in the face of this mounting evidence of climate change, um, what are the economic costs if we don't start to act differently? Well, the economic costs, you can look at it two ways. Either you can look at it, the economic costs, which, you know, have been estimated to be um, at above four, somewhere between four to 10 percent of GDP. Uh, but more importantly than the numbers is the human cost. We cannot just stand by with continuing a business-as-usual development model, business-as-usual energy generation and energy use that is actually causing already today huge negative impacts on developing countries and in the future would have an even larger negative impact on the poorest. That is something that we actually cannot afford. It is untenable, it is immoral, it is irresponsible. We cannot allow it. But what gives you hope? I mean, you know, the international community has been trying for 20 years to forge an effective international agreement to mitigate climate change. What is different now that gives you hope? I mean, what's to stop countries reneging on their emissions mitigation pledges for Paris? I think what is fundamentally different now um, is that more and more countries have come to the realization, slowly but surely, that addressing climate change from the national perspective is in their self-interest, that there are many, many opportunities to be more carbon efficient in their economy that actually brings them better water security, better food security, better energy security, more job creation, better health. There are many, many different positive impacts of the um, of addressing climate change. And that's why countries, that's why I have confidence that countries are actually going to do this because it is in their self-interest. And the good news is 
that we have already impacted that business as usual trajectory with respect to where we were just five or six years ago, which was straight on a line for four to five degrees temperature increase. We're already now actually at a three degree increase. So we've already improved upon where we were five to six years ago. That doesn't mean that we're currently on the trajectory to stay below two degrees, which is what governments have actually committed to. But we have certainly improved uh, from where we were just five or six years ago, and we need to double our efforts to make sure that we stay under two degrees. So what would you, I mean, how can the IMF and the World Bank and other international organizations help move this agenda forward? Well, um, differently. I think the IMF has already taken a very, very welcome leadership on pointing out uh, where countries can actually decrease their fossil fuel subsidies that are inefficient and are very regressive policies. The World Bank um, has been helpful and will continue to be helpful to begin to embed carbon, uh, the the cost of carbon, the human and the environmental and the economic cost of carbon into their lending portfolio, into their lending policies. So, you know, the expectations and um, the aspirations of the world um, are very, very broadly shared. Uh, and the number of people around the world who are very, very concerned and are bringing forward solutions, and those include certainly international organizations such as the World Bank and the IMF, um, but also all of the other um, MDBs. It includes private financial institutions. It includes insurance companies. It includes corporations that have understood this. And it includes subnational governments and, of course, the federal governments that are the ones that we work most closely with. So, you know, the, the choir, if you will, of those who understand that there is both a very, very urgent threat here, but also a huge opportunity. That choir is expanding by the day. And it is very heartening to see that there truly is a turning point here on policy, on finance, um, and on concrete results. That was Christiana Figueres, Executive Secretary of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, speaking to my colleague Gita Bat during the IMF World Bank annual meetings last month in Lima, Peru. You can watch the seminar Figueres participated in by going to imf.org and searching for Conversation on Climate Change. You can also find more podcasts like this one while you're there or go to soundcloud.com slash imf dash podcasts. 